welcome to Be Truly Heard with me, coach and voice expert Anne Leatherland. If you're a woman in business looking to speak with authority, warmth and authenticity, this is the podcast for you. We'll explore valuable personal growth strategies alongside vocal skills so you can overcome confidence barriers and communicate what's inside. Your voice matters. It's time to be truly heard. Hello, it's great to have you here for this third episode of the Be Truly Heard podcast. And this episode's called Finding Your Voice. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. You might remember from episode two that I was talking about my idea of having three voices. Our inner voice, in other words, who we are. Our physical outer voice, the one everyone can hear. And the voice in the head that sometimes trips us up, the inner critic, if you like. And we chatted about ideas to help dampen down that inner critic. Well, in this session, I'm going to be looking more at the physical voice. So as I've just said, that's the one everyone can hear. And why vocal skill is important. Yes, we are important in terms of our intent and driving force. But vocal skills are vital as well to your confidence and success as a speaker. So then we'll take a whistle-stop tour of some of the skill areas you can develop and improve on your journey to a powerful and authentic voice. Let's start off then with the idea of the importance of skills in speaking. Well, first of all, if you have the skill to control your voice, that makes a huge difference you're more likely to feel confident if you know that you can control your voice in a variety of situations. It's very helpful when it comes to overcoming nerves. If you know that you can keep control of that vocal tone, you can make it work even though you're feeling a bit jittery. You're more likely to be confident and come across in terms of being yourself when you speak. Controlled voices are more persuasive. When we speak in meetings and presentations, then very often we want to persuade people about our idea, especially if we're speaking to, I don't know, senior stakeholders or to clients, prospective clients. And if we're in control and we can keep control of what we're saying so that our message remains clear, then we're much more likely to persuade those people. We also need to deal with different situations, different speaking situations and arenas. Different kinds of people, for example. So those who you feel might be judging you or those who are very senior to you. And those who may be difficult. You know, we all have to have difficult conversations in the course of business. And being in control and having the skill to make your voice do what you want it to do can make all the difference. Then we need to deal with different arenas in which to speak. Smaller meetings, larger meetings, on the phone, that's very different, on a Zoom call, or in huge spaces, for instance, at conferences, if we're called to do a presentation. And so again, having control, knowing exactly how you're going to use your voice differently 
in each of those different situations is going to give you confidence and make sure that you come across in the best possible way. So let's go through some of the fundamental elements of skill, if you like, for developing a warm, authentic voice. These are vocal foundations. Now, this will be a whistle-stop tour and it will be very broad, but it's just to give you an overview of the kind of things that can be worked on. So first of all, this connection with your breath and your intention. Breath keeps us alive and it's absolutely vital to voice. You know, without that air flowing, there is no sound. But it's a combination of that air flowing and our vocal folds or vocal cords, if you want to call them that, that enable us to speak. And we need to be able to do that with flow and with energy. So here's a simple little exercise that you can try just to find some degree of connection. And this works really well if you're feeling a bit nervous. Make a Z sound, a bit like a buzz. Zzz, zzz. And I'm just allowing my lower tummy to work slightly in and up as I make that sound. Zzz. No, I haven't gone mad. This is a great way to connect the breath flow with the vocal folds so that we get a very well connected and clear sound. Tone at the end of the day is important. You're much more likely to have a clear, impactful tone if you're connected to the breath properly and your vocal folds are resisting that breath properly. So, and then one, two, three, four. Let me show you what happens if I don't connect with my voice. It starts to sound a little bit like this. So it's a little bit airy and a little bit diffuse. But the minute I start to do that bit of work in the lower abdominal wall, and I get the breath flow and pressure right, then I make a good sound. Now that all sounds a bit technical. It doesn't have to be. Just do a few Zs and then speak, keeping the same energy and feel. And that's the difference in a way between a breathy voice and a clear voice, although there is more to it, which we'll come to in future episodes, no doubt. Then there's volume. We've all met them, haven't we? Those people who just speak at us in a volume that's like this all the time, and it's too much. I'm sorry if I sort of went overboard there with that, but it's just to show you. On the other hand, we get people who don't make much volume, and that doesn't really make an impact either. So we sort of turn off if people are just hitting us with a wall of sound, and we turn off if we can't decipher what's being said or it doesn't have any belief behind it because we interpret it that way when it's so low and it's, it's so unsure. Okay, so that's just a little bit about breath and intention. We need to know why we're going to speak, connect to our body and breath, and then make that happen. Next is something that people often speak about, but they don't really necessarily understand. And that's something called resonance. And here, all I'm going to say about resonance is that this is something that enhances the sound that we make from our voice box, from our vocal folds. If you like, you can think of this as being a graphic equalizer for the voice. We can change the tone color of the voice by changing the space inside the mouth and the throat cavity. 
Let me give you an example of this. If I make this change, then I can sound much warmer and a little bit plummy. On the other hand, I can do this and I'll sound a bit bright and maybe even a bit cartoony. And all I did was actually change the space. I didn't change the pitch I was speaking at. You may have perceived the first one as being a bit lower, but I'm at the same pitch. It's the resonance that's changed. And we need a resonance when we're speaking that will allow us to be warm, but will also allow the voice to carry. And so it's a fine balance in that graphic equaliser, if you like, between the woofers and the tweeters in old-fashioned hi-fi language. Next, then, we have dealing with words. We all have to speak words. They carry energy. They carry intention. And they need to be primarily understood. So you might be thinking, oh, right, she's going to go on about articulation here. Well, yes, articulation is important in terms of clarity and precision. But actually, it's much more important that the flow of what you're saying is understood. People have different accents and different ways of speaking. It's not necessarily the case now that we all have to speak with received pronunciation. As far as I'm concerned, there is no right or wrong way to speak, but there is clear and unclear or intelligible and unintelligible. And that's the important thing, rather than being pedantic. It's also not so much about what we say, but how we say it. The clarity, as I've just mentioned. And then the inflection. Now, the inflection is a bit to do with the pitching of what we say, how we change that pitch during the course of a phrase. If we just speak at one pitch, it becomes boring. But different inflections also go with different accents. That's a whole other podcast. Be sure, if you like, that you are working with an inflection that everyone can understand. This is particularly the case if you're dealing with clients in different countries. Then there's pace. We can keep a pace calm or we can rush all the way through what we're saying. In my experience, it's better to be calm and then every now and again, speed up if you've got something exciting that you want to say or you want to change the feeling of what you're saying and take people along with you. Finally, I'm going to talk a little bit about voice care. Well, I hope it goes without saying that we need to warm up the voice. It's a muscular system and also cool it down. Using your voice day by day is an athletic pursuit. It's exactly the same as going to the gym or going for a run. You wouldn't dream of going for a run without warming up your muscles. So we need to warm up the voice as well. And I'll tackle all of this in a separate podcast, but there are some very simple but powerful exercises you can do to get your vocal folds and all the other systems in the body that need to help you working so that your voice works in an optimum way. Then there's vocal hygiene. That simply means looking after your voice on a day-to-day -day basis. So hydrate. Drink two litres of water a day. Sip it throughout the day so that it's constantly keeping your system hydrated. By the way, excess water isn't a good idea. You just need enough to keep your system 
running. If your voice is tired, rest it. And that means speaking in a quiet, normal voice, not going out after work and shouting above lots of people in the din of a bar, for instance. Eat nutritious food, not food that will give you a sudden sugar rush and then a carb crash. Nutritious food with vitamins and minerals that will actually feed the voice itself, feed the tissues that make up the larynx and the vocal folds, and actually all the other systems of your body that get involved. Because it is your whole body that's involved in your voice, not just your voice box or larynx. With regard to this, especially I would say avoid foods that are likely to give you indigestion or acid reflux, and especially late at night. So very spicy foods late at night. Leave yourself some time before you go to sleep. No more of those midnight curries, because acid reflux can really be a problem for your voice. So we've had an overview of some of the fundamental voice skills that you can develop and improve. This was very broad and I'll be returning to them in future episodes. But if anything, my main message from today is don't just settle for how things are by default. You can work at voice skills and make amazing changes in tone, colour, flexibility and the ability to engage people. More than that, having control improves confidence, and we all need that, don't we? We've touched on it in this episode, but next time we'll be looking at something that's crucial to confident speaking and communication on many levels. It can't be created or destroyed. Have you guessed what it is? That's it for this time, but don't forget that you still have one more chance to be entered into the prize draw for a complimentary one-to-one coaching session with me. All you have to do is subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Then send a screenshot, just to prove that you've done it, to info at anleatherland.co.uk. That's info at anleatherland.co.uk. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Be Truly Heard. Please look out for future episodes and do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Anne Leatherland, or learn more at anneleatherland.co.uk. If you have questions and comments about speaking with confidence, I'd love to hear from you and will respond in future episodes. Be Truly Heard is brought to you by Vocal Intuition and produced by The Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Bye for now.